<laughs> to the uh, podcast palace on Park Street right here. We're going to go right to the left, right. and you'll see the lovely Tony God right there yes, in our studio. Yeah. Mr. Paris. Hello. What's up? What's nice. Up? Uh, the I did the Eminem flew me to Detroit for the eight mile DVD release party battle. Uh, wow. So that was cool. Uh, I won the, so the Source magazine, which was like the biggest hip hop magazine at the time. Now, broadcasting live from the podcast palace on Park Street in beautiful and dangerous Clearwater, Florida. It's the Comedians on Cork podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Tony God and Pat Largo. Hey, welcome to the Comedians Uncorked Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we are your humble host, Tony God, right here. My name is Pat Largo, and thanks again for being a part of the Comedians Uncorked Podcast. On whatever platform you are listening to, catch us at YouTube, at Comedians Uncorked. And we couldn't do this without our in-studio sponsor, Miss Julie Drollshagen of Century 21, for all of your real estate needs here in Clearwater, Florida, 727 727- 902-9233 or get her at floridabeachbusiness.com floridabeachbusiness.com love that and uh, we have another special guest here uh, uh, for uh, another episode of the, our Comedians Uncorked uh, podcast Tony God yes we do we have a great guest in studio today uh, this guy's been kicking it around uh, for a few years now mm-hmm. and he's been making a lot of noise in the Tampa Bay area uh, we're going to talk to him today. He is a, uh, a comedian. He is a rapper. He is a uh, a community. Uh, I would say I would I'd say he's he's becoming quite a community leader. Okay. He's yeah. an activist for the community with what he's doing. So we're going to talk to him about all that right now. Welcome to the show, Mr. Rio Paris. All right. How you doing, Happy man? to be here. I'm good. I'm good. Thank y'all for having me on. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, glad to have you on, brother. Yes. Man. Yeah, so where do we start? I, well, you know what? I want to start with uh, the beginning. Okay. Because, because like, uh, I met you as you started comedy. Yes. And now, was that the very beginning? Like, when you were coming, when you first came into the improv? Or were you already doing stuff? So... I I viewed that as when I first started, like for real. Uh, the first time I did it was on my birthday, July twentieth, uh, twenty eleven, okay. and I bombed horribly. <laughs> and I I tried it for maybe like three more months and just kept bombing. So I'm like, let me give music <laughs> another big push. So all of twenty twelve, I was trying to go hard on music. And then January of 2013 is when I came to the improv. And then for like, I think like three years, uh, the mic was every week. And in three years, I maybe missed like three mics total. Yeah, you were there constantly. Yeah. You're always working on stuff. Yes. Yes. So I wanted to... I wanted to get good at it. I saw you guys uh, <laughs> making people laugh, so I couldn't. I couldn't say it was the room, uh, even if I wanted to. Oh, it's the the crowd tonight, <laughs> and then you guys get on stage and kill. It's like, well, no, it's not the room. It's, they, it's my jokes <laughs> <laughs> that I thought were going to be funny. These guys were terrible till about eight <laughs> thirty. Yeah, funny. It's an easy math math problem. After all, I was like, oh, right. okay, I'm the common denominator. Yeah. Okay, okay. Right. Right. That's awesome, man. This yes. Is, um, 
Because I've seen you on open, and I know you you tour and headline all over the place, but I've met you at literally maybe just a couple of open mics. We and met at Dunedin. Dunedin, right. Brewery. The Vine Brewery in Palm Harbor. And yeah. I've seen him, or I've heard stories of you going a couple of hours like this, that you just go, which is not, now it's bad if someone is not funny. Yeah, yeah, But when I heard stories <laughs> of you doing it, I go, I wish I would have paid money to go to that show or open mic to see you do that. Oh, um, man. But I mean, it, when I heard, no one ever had bad words about it. They said, oh, yeah, yeah Rio's going. He's like, he's like, he comes in, he's like our Dave Chappelle. <laughs> two hours, two and a half hours, whatever he wants to do. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's what I feel like. So Poet at Pegasus is who would allow me to come into the old Pegasus location uh-huh. and and do that amount of time at the mic. Like, I would close it out. Sometimes, sometimes I didn't, uh, but he would still let me do a good amount of time. It would be an hour and a half, two hours, two wow. and a half hours sometimes. And I would, that's when I I feel like I... I was seeing, it gave me an opportunity to see what jokes that maybe I didn't think people would laugh at that they ended up laughing at. And I'm like, okay, so if I do want to go dark, they find this funny. Mm-hmm. Where before, at like at the improv or at a show, I would be more scared to say these things because I wasn't sure if they would get the laugh or not. And I was just trying to become a house comic and... Uh, get booked on other shows for whoever might be in the audience. Hey, man, I book shows at this place. So I kind of didn't, I wasn't that risky. Right. Yeah. Well, that was actually, that was actually probably the smarter move, though, because that's, I mean, that's what you would be advised to do. Mm-hmm. It's like when you go into the bigger venues, you go into the showrooms, you right. know, like the improvs, side splitters, yes. you're on the main stage, you're not trying to work stuff out. When you when you're on a Friday Saturday night show, you're there to do the, you're there to do the show. Yes, you're there to perform. Yes, so you take advantages of those other venues. Uh, you mentioned Pegasus. For those yeah. who don't know, that's a that's a, a venue here in the in the Tampa Bay area. It's a, a bar, uh, night uh, is a nightclub too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean it's it, yeah. well they they just changed they got a new venue so right. it's a, it's even uh, bigger I think. Yes. So yeah, so so that's a place that had the uh, an ongoing. That I think they might even still have it. I don't even know. They do they have a, uh, on Tuesdays. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's one of those things. Yeah. So if you're in the Bay Area mm-hmm. looking for a mic Tuesday night, right? That might be an option. And, yeah. Uh, and so now you would work stuff out at those places. You, uh-huh. They'd let you go long. Right. Uh, I want to back up to when you were talking about doing the music. Right. Yeah. Now, basically. You went back to your old girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you felt comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> now. I'm back, baby. <laughs> now. Did you miss me? How long were you doing music before that? <sighs> I mean, was that something you. Because I started out as a kid when I doing music. Yeah. When I, was, when I was little. Right. So I don't know if that's the same path for you. Yeah. It was hip hop. Hip hop. Uh, got a, a karaoke machine okay. for my birthday, and I would just do demos. And I would, ha- I had a keyboard that had pre-made, pre-factory yeah. made beats. Is it a Casio? Right, uh, the, the, I had a Casio. The, 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 the what was the other one? <laughs> oh, I know. The, it started with a K, I think. The Korg? Korg. Korg, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think a, a DJX, um, <laughs> good beats on it, and I just would, 
I think when I was uh, like 12. Yeah. And and then I went on to do rap battles, some pretty big rap battles. Yeah. Uh, th I did the Eminem flew me to Detroit for the eight mile DVD release party battle. Nice. Uh, wow. So that was cool. Very cool, yeah. Uh, I won the, so the Source Magazine, which was like the biggest hip hop magazine at the time. Source Magazine, magazine by the way, is a, uh, Right. <laughs> <laughs> Publication. Right. It's made out of paper. It's printed stuff on it. And that was a big deal. Source oh, yeah. was real big. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That so, was that was the source. Which <laughs> also was what was big at the time was and one. Yeah. yeah. Street basketball. basketball. Yeah. Right? Yep, yep. They were on tour together at the time. Oh, man. So they would do the rap battle outside. And see who was going to battle inside during halftime of the AN one game. Ah, right. Nice. So it was like five thousand people, and I won the rap battle. Nice. And I, I was supposed to then go to Miami for the finals, but things didn't quite work out because uh, I didn't sign a contract. Oh with the so i was also at the time doing a show called hip-hop 411 uh tv which was on the wb kind of just across the region yeah and uh one of the guys that worked for them also knew the host of the battle for the source mm -hmm. and when i didn't sign the contract because they wanted to own my masters uh, i think they communicated with each other it was like hey yeah he's not gonna don't put him on that anymore uh, kind of deal um, yeah, that's that's tough. That's so yeah. Funny. Oh yeah. There's a lot of rough. Uh... So, so basically, <laughs> so I get it now. So here's the story. Rio was getting, he was getting laid with this <laughs> sexy, <laughs> sexy beast called hip hop. And then one day, she said, "Everything you own." Yeah. I own. Yeah. And he said, ah. Yeah. And she said, you get no more of this. Yep. So he went away. Yeah. Started doing a little little side action, a little rebound with the comedy. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what? <laughs> I want another piece of that. Yeah. <laughs> I Even though I was bombing. <laughs> These relationships are complicated. Yeah. So, yeah. so now, how much of that plays into, like, the comedy now? Because I know you still... You know, you still exercise those muscles. Right, right, right. You know, does that come out on stage? Every now and again, stuff like that does for me. Every every now and then. I feel like uh, some people say they like my stage presence. I feel like that came from rapping in front of people. Same with me, yeah. Right? So that's kind of, they kind of go hand in hand. I feel like a few things go hand in hand with music and comedy. Mm -hmm. uh, so stage presence, uh, your... Your ability to create. So if you're a writer, you're writing rap songs, of course, comedy is different in terms of what your goal is uh, for your audience. But just the ability to write and, and do stories. So some rappers are storytellers. I wasn't that much of a storyteller, but I can write a story. Mm -hmm. So that fuses into the comedy lane as well. Now, for me, a lot of like... Uh a lot of the hip hop, a lot of the rap and stuff like we early on. I'm, I'd go back to the '80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, way yeah. back. Mm -hmm. It always infused 
comedy. It's like mm-hmm. you see it. I mean, it's it's a it's extreme examples like Eminem. Mm-hmm. His stuff is filled with comedy. Snoop yeah. Dogg, same thing. A yes. lot of rappers. So did that kind of pave the way as well? Because I mean, it it was it was a lot easier writing right. stand up after yes. I wrote rap because it's like I already knew how to build a joke yes. and make it rhyme. Yes. You know? Yeah. What's interesting. So I I did freestyle battle raps. Mm. Now they have three written rounds that are like three minutes or more. Yeah, yeah. And now you know everything about the person because a family yeah, member. Before it was just you step up. Oh right. man! You would just step up. <laughs> yeah. So let me see what I got. Right. Let me see what I'm working with. And that's what I so I did it in a comedic way. I would roast the person while freestyle rapping. So I had. So I auditioned for Freestyle Friday on 106 in Park, which was like the biggest TV show at the time, mm-hmm. on BET at least. Okay. So I went to New York, me, my mom, my brother, slept outside at like starting at 11 p.m. And we just slept outside in line. And then probably 8 o'clock the next morning is when they started getting everybody's information and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I ended up being... Uh, well, fast forward, so I battled this girl, and here's the executive producer of the show at the table, just people that worked with 106 and Park. Mm-hmm. They're all at the table. I battled this girl, and I said something like, your flow whack, you look like Holly Berry when she made BAPS, because <laughs> she had the same hairstyle as Holly Berry and BAPS. Mm-hmm. And they went crazy, and then after, the executive producer uh, it's like, yo, man, that was great, man. you like a comedian. And I would hear that when I was doing Hip Hop 401 TV. I had probably like 60 battles or something. Right. And people would say, you're like a comedian. But even then, it wasn't on my mind to actually do stand-up. Yeah. But the the Freestyle Friday situation, I was 1 to 30 picked out of thousands. Wow. And... Um, Another another time that I thought it was about to happen, and the guy goes, I don't want to say his name, but he goes, uh, so BT didn't pay for the flight or the hotel. Mm-hmm. And at that time, you could, uh, seven, you could, you didn't retire until you won seven times. And this is on a weekly basis. So the fact that they weren't paying for the flight at the hotel, I'm like, hey, yeah, I don't have any family or friends out there, but let me see what I can do. And he's like, cool, you got your spot no matter what. For three months, I'm calling this dude. The voicemail is always full, sure. no answer. And I finally talked to him. And he's like, hey, let me look at the calendar. I'll get back to you. Never did. So <laughs> I got a lot of stories like that, yeah. which led to... Uh. I I have been so happy with stand-up, and now I know. I feel like I'm mature enough where I understand life a little more, and now I just know those things weren't meant to happen. They are lessons that I've learned. Yeah, experience. Experience, and I'm good with that. I have no ill will or uh, hatred towards anyone that, because at the end of the day, whether something is promised or not, they don't have to follow through with their promise. They don't have to fulfill it. They should, right? 
But <laughs> when it, <laughs> right? Because here I am, <laughs> like, Mom, I'm getting your house soon. <laughs> and Start looking around. Right. <laughs> it is like, oh, I'm sorry that I made you look for one because it's not happening. <laughs> See, that stuff when I hear that, though, it makes my blood boil. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. that's why partially I think some murder should be legal. <laughs> but I, mean oh, that, yeah. I mean that in a productive way because stuff like that. Because we've all been that way where you're calling people back after like, right. hey, hey, you call me. Call me Monday. Hey, yes. You call Monday. Day. So-and-so is yes. not here. Yep. Okay. Leave a message. A voicemail. A voicemail. You said voicemail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or they don't call them back. You're like, God dang it. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. I rather just have you do. And I tell venues this sometimes mm-hmm. you know, when I'm booking shows. I go, yes. Sometimes they're always like dragging the feet. I'll just right. laugh and they go, you know, yeah, it's okay if you say mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just say no. Yes. It's weird to me when you do. I'm like, so you want a book? Oh, well, we got to talk to the owners and the board members. I go, mm-hmm. board members, you're a you're a bar. Yeah. In Pasco County, there's no board members. Yeah, right. Just say yeah. no. They're talking about dartboards. Uh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, just, just, it's okay. But when people yeah. build you up and go, oh, no, no, call me or I'll call you, man. This is, we're going to make this work. Yeah. And then it doesn't happen. Oh, it just right. infuriates yeah. me. Yeah. I guess because uh, I trust people too much. That's what That's sucks. one of those things, but that's that's the nature of this business. Yes, though. true. So it's yeah. one of those things where it's like, yeah. it's, it's, you hate when it happens. It's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's 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 rude when people do it, mm-hmm. but people do it. They do it, and it's like it's it's not going to change because they're moving at a, at a million miles an hour mm-hmm. the same way you are, mm-hmm. except they're not always going in the same direction. That's right. So it's it's easier just to not make that call. Yes, and go on with the next call. Yes, and just avoid the person, which is you know mm-hmm. horrible, but. Mm-hmm. In this business, you kind you kind of let it you let it go because you know yeah. what, there may be other opportunities with this same person, yeah, in sure. a different circumstance mm-hmm. that may work out, yeah. And it's like you know what, it's like okay, just let it go. This isn't mm-hmm. how I want to end this conversation, right. but maybe the next one will will right. follow through with a project and do something. Yes, but yeah, it's. It's one of those things. That's where that the, the thick skin comes in. That, True. It, yeah. That's what. That's why I'm appreciative of those things um, kind of collapsing, because I do feel like it gave me thicker skin. It it prepared me for the industry that's being described, where you have so many, so many that will make promises, and <laughs> now it's like I. I can deal with it better. I because yeah. before I would put, like I felt like it was a sure thing, yeah. so <laughs> I put my entire life on this promise. Now it's like okay, if it goes through, fantastic. If it doesn't, fine. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, well, I like, need to believe it. Yes, yeah. which takes us to an, to another point. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only are you doing the the comedy, yes, and you you know you. Still doing music as well. Yes. But you've also been doing film stuff. Yeah. And here's stuff that you can talk about. Yes. Because you just, they just released a a film that you were in, right? So the film, uh, it's a comedy. It's called What the Hell. And it is, so King Cobra Enterprises and Gotcha Film Productions. And I play a character named Jamal. He's one of four cousins. And it's, there's romance uh, involved, but 
ultimately it's a comedy that contains a whole lot of what the hell moments <laughs> and it did get picked up fortunately uh for a worldwide distribution deal nice congrats thank you awesome. so yeah no it, it's going to it's going to be on pretty much every streaming platform uh right now except for netflix or hulu uh, but it should be on one of those before year end. But really? Tubi, Amazon Prime, yeah. uh, Sling TV, Roku, or Peacock, yeah, Roku, Roku, just every, literally every streaming platform that's the major ones outside of Netflix and Hulu. Okay. So, and we're going to do a tour as well, uh, hopefully like a 16 city tour starting in June. Cool. Uh, hopefully so. Hit different parts of Florida. Uh, and then we're going to uh, be in Houston and Charlotte and Atlanta nice. and D.C. So it's going to be Brooklyn. like a comedy tour to support the film? For the film. Oh, well, the, uh, uh, red carpet premieres in the city. And then maybe while I'm there, I do some stand-up. Okay. Uh, cool. But it'll be doing radio and doing... Um, Doing radio and doing the red carpet premieres is mainly why we're there. It's all about the film. Okay. Uh, so if I can do stand-up while I'm there. And do they have, a, like, a release date? Do they have a... So starting in in May, it'll start being more than likely, like, three streaming platforms at a time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's so cool. I, I enjoyed it. The entire cast and crew is awesome. It really felt like family almost instantly which is rare so i i love everyone from the cast to the crew and we're gonna we're gonna ride this thing out and see uh what else comes up man now that's your first major like like movie role or have you been acting along with uh, uh rapping and comedy i've done some acting right i've heard I did a cameo on my uh yes. my little yeah. budget yeah. film no no that was fun <laughs> That was fun. Yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun little thing. But yeah, it's like it was a little, uh, you know, a little low budget thing. That, listen, it looks I, good though. There you go. It looks good. Though. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you had a funny part. Yeah. Right. That's that's what for me. That's what it's all about. I just want to have fun. I want to get funnier. That's always the thing. Stand up is the stand up is the priority. Okay. And film I love, and the more the merrier. But stand up is the the art the where I feel like I can express myself artistically the most. Okay. And I like sharing my I like sharing my life and just thoughts about this world. And stand up has created a space for that where even more yeah, so sure. like people uh people need to laugh. I wasn't really thinking about that. Until somebody comes up to you, hey, I just lost mm -hmm. so-and-so. I haven't been out in forever. You made my night. That type of thing, I, like I wasn't even considering. Yeah. So you don't know who's yeah. in the audience Correct. that needs to laugh. Yeah. And if you can bring that into their life, I think that's awesome. You affect people, yeah. Mm -hmm. I had a question about the comedy. Yes. I was asking, uh, I'm asking people that, that we're talking to for new comics. Okay. What would be a couple of good tips for a new comic coming in? Write all the time. Mm -hmm. Be on stage as much as possible. And if you sound like your influence, recognize that 
and try to get away from that as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Who did you sound like? I don't think I sounded like anyone. Uh, I was told it was kind of Cat Williamish. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Maybe, I can see that, yeah, maybe like subject matter wise, but I don't think that I was on stage <laughs> at any more, at <laughs> any time that was doing this. Well, that ain't gonna help you, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> But, Cat Williams is funny though, man. Funny. Yeah. funny. I saw him live. I saw him at the Improv. Ooh, uh, it was way back. Yeah, wow, man. Okay. See, you're you're a Tampa legend in our scene that I've always respected. I saw Sloan. I saw Ron Hortman, Johnny B. Y'all are the comics that I aspire to to get the laughs like y'all were getting in. Y'all had already found your voice. So I saw that and I was like, okay, well, if I keep working at it, then hopefully I can get to that point, the comfortability um, in terms of your your delivery. You, you feel more confident when you know the jokes work. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I would deliver, I was overconfident for jokes that weren't working. Right. Yeah, right. So a lot of the time I'm like, well, that was so funny in my mind. But clearly, as people continue to stare and not laugh, yeah. <laughs> I get it confused. So I feel like it's kind of like in sports, whoever the it people are for an aspiring star running back or whatever the case may be, Michael Jordan. So mm. you come into the league and you want to. If you, a lot of comics don't want to be the greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that's fine. But for me, just through sports and other facets of my life, I am competitive. So yeah. I, if I'm not considered the greatest, I at least want to be in the conversation. Exactly, yeah. So that's that was my I, goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't want to just be, you know, uh, uh, just some guy they call hey we fill a spot with this guy right, right. You know, i don't want to i don't want to be that you know i i yeah. want to be you know yeah i want to be somebody that like people that takes notice of yes like i, I don't i may not i might not be the best or mm -hmm. be the greatest mm -hmm. But you're going to know I'm on your ass. There you go. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're going to be worried. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, that's a compliment for com as, us as no, comics. I'm, I'm the spot filler guy. <laughs> I like it. Hey, still spots. <laughs> Got five minutes? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I find you very funny, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Funny looking. If you, if you can tell the audience that Still next time. Bunch of you. Oh, man. Yeah, they, it's hard. It's so, hard. Yeah. Now, whatever, so now, I know you're, you're, you're not discounting... Or music anymore? Are you still doing it? I mean, still it doing it. Something pops out. So between that mm -hmm. and between that and comedy, and 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 rap battles especially, it's kind of like improv comedy. Mm -hmm. You're out there and you just okay, go for it, boom. Yeah. So that all. That's why I think acting is probably going to be your next biggest step. You're already doing it and successful at it, which is amazing because, um, you know, all the great comics who become. Uh, uh, actors, right? So, with all your background, mm -hmm. I mean that's that's obviously the next step. Where do you see yourself? Let's say ten years from now, mm. what, do, what do you think Rio Paris is going to be doing? Mm -mm -mm. I want to do things in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. um, I want to. I want to have a major impact on on that, 
and I want to I want to be known as one of the goats in stand up. Okay. And I want to put out some classic albums. That's still a goal as well. Um, I still write. I still freestyle. I make beats as well. Uh, so I just want to. Ultimately, I want to be known as someone who changed music, comedy, and technology. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not bad, man. <laughs> well, well, now you did. Uh, you have something going on right now. Yes. Like, uh, what is that? I, like, I, are you, is this like a, a showcase thing you got going, or is this like a, a new open mic thing? Or it's, what is, is, it's a mic. It's like a. Okay. So, but that. So, what's attached to that? And that's another thing. I'm glad you asked that because, okay. so with uh, if you want to call it philanthropy, then one thing that I did, I've my heart has always gone out to kids. Because when I lived in North Carolina, I stayed next door to uh, a, a it's, it's weird, but it's just life. So next door neighbor at that time was a husband and wife and the mistress was in the house and the mistress was addicted to crack and her three children, all crack babies, but they were the two boys, uh, their sister was the youngest. The two boys were like my best friends. And my grandma, I want to get into, put it this way. I grew up around crackheads, right? And in Tampa, and then in North Carolina, my next door neighbor, that situation. So I, I, I've seen so much poverty and I've seen kids that their parents may have been doing well and I always looked at that versus the kids that weren't doing well, the kids that wore the same clothes, the kids who didn't have lunch that day. I'm about to get emotional talking about it because now that I have children, I think about my daughter, Harmony, she's six, and then I have two-year-old twins, Riker and Ariella, mm. and I look at them and I just want to do my best by them because I've seen mm. so many kids struggle. Sure. So uh, what I ended up doing, I went to a foster care facility and we did ice cream we had an ice cream social mm. and then i bought a arcade machine for that has like 2000 games for a foster home that has different kids and i heard the stories uh that the couple that's there told me about uh that why they're there yeah and that made me want to cry. So I'm like, I'm yep. going to do something for y'all. So now Stop the Violence, Start the Laughs. That's the name of hopefully what will be a great movement where kids that are just a part of the at-risk youth group want to do cookouts for them where they can come out and they can, if they want to tell a funny story, they can in front of people. Maybe they make people laugh and they say, wow. Maybe I can do comedy. Yeah. And if they don't want to tell a funny story, if they just want to be around people who are uh, inserting positivity into their life because they may be missing that, then at least they can receive that. 
So I want to try to raise as much money as possible to do these cookouts for them and just have it become a thing uh, at different parks in Tampa Bay. Okay. So that's the idea with that. And real quick, how can people get more info on that? A website or a social media? Uh, or just yeah, you're doing? reach okay. out to me, Facebook, okay. Rio Paris, R-I-O Paris, P-A-R-A-S. And then Instagram is Rio Paris Fans. And yeah, just send a friend request yeah. or and then uh can cash app uh cash app tampa change or venmo is also tampa change capital t capital c and then that money will go towards wonderful to, towards the cook and and big thanks uh, next for you my friend so, uh, i love it man rio paris thank you so much man for being here on the comedians on court podcast thank man, you both last, of you uh, things, you're good no, I'm good. That was a great. That, that was, was great, great, man. Yeah, thanks so, for hanging thank out, you. brother. We'll put all the info links up there. Don't forget the new movie, What the Hell, uh, which is going to be um, parts of it, or the movie's going to be coming out here and there starting in May and then throughout yes. the year. And also Stop the Violence, Start the Laughs. We'll put the links on for that so you can get some money to him for to make kids' lives a lot better here yes. in the Tampa Bay area. For Tony God, my name is Pat Largo. Thank you again for checking out the Comedians on Cork podcast. Thank you, Julie, uh, Julie Drolls-Hagen of Century 21. Get us at uh, our YouTube channel where we do stuff daily. We put different elements there. And, of course, our website, ComediansUncorked.com. Again, for Tony, I'm Pat. Thank you so much for checking out the Comedians Uncorked podcast. <laughs>